You may have already noticed this, but the coaching industry is changing. And that means the way that we show up and support our clients needs to change with it. And this means adapting the way that we find, attract, sign and service our clients. The full spectrum of support needs to adapt to our changing market. This means that some of the old ways of selling in the coaching industry, some of the old ways of launching are getting a little bit out of date. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income and freedom that you have been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. And I've been speaking to quite a number of you about this and you can feel it too, that people are so used to, you know, the last episode we talked about scarcity, people are so used to being told that the cart is closing, you need to buy in the next 48 hours. We're so used to seeing a timer telling us that time is running out. We're so used to that, that those things stop being as effective as they once were. And in their place, we need to think of new ways of doing business, new ways of attracting the right customer, new ways of signing and servicing our clients. And so I've recently had a strategy day with my marketing manager and online business manager. And what I thought I would do in this episode for you is share the way that we structured that strategy day, share with you some of the things that we explored, some of the um, the steps that we took to really make sure that when we're planning our 2022 in the My Sales Mentor business, that we're doing it in a way that feels good for us feels aligned, not just for us, but for our client as well. And is also really aligned with my energy and the way that I want to spend my day, my week, my month, the way that I want to show up and deliver my work. Now, what I'm going to suggest to you is that you do exactly the same. And I'm going to give you some tips in this episode to help you think about those things. But you think about in 2021, has there ever been a time, you know, a week, for example, where you felt a little bit burnt out? Has there ever been a day when you felt a little bit overwhelmed? You've had too much to do. Has there ever been a month where you felt like, I really wanted to achieve more this month, but I didn't because I didn't prepare well enough. I hadn't planned it in enough detail. I just thought I would show up and and hopefully it was going to work out and it didn't. And things are like that. You know, my business is not perfect. I don't believe that any business is perfect. There's always more that we can do to really build and enhance the strategies that we use to grow our business and create our best year yet. So I'm sure that you are already thinking right now that you want 2022 to be your best year yet. And if you're not thinking that, why not? (laughs) But you know, I know that you're ambitious. That's why you're here. I am too. So let's get into some of the things that we did on our strategy day so that you can, hopefully you've got a notepad and a pen handy, so that you can think about how you're going to plan your 2022 so that it's aligned 
to what you want to sell, who you want to sell it to, you know, who you want to work with and how you want to work with them. Okay. So the first thing that we did after all the hugs and kisses and coffee and all of that good stuff, the first thing that we did is get a big sheet of paper and we did a good old fashioned SWOT analysis. Now you might think, Rachel, you just told us that things are getting out of date and and you're now telling us to do a SWOT analysis. Well, yes, a SWOT analysis is a good old classic business tool. And I'm sure that you've done a SWOT analysis before. But just for those of you that might not, a SWOT analysis, there's four areas to it. And you just divide your piece of paper into four quadrants. The S stands for your strengths. The W for your weaknesses. The O is your opportunities. And the T is the threats, the outside external things that might be threatening your success. So the S and the W, the strengths and the weaknesses, they tend to be things internal to your business and the opportunities and the threats tend to be things that are external to your business. And this tool I used all the way through my corporate career, but I still use it now in business, especially when you've got a number of you sat around the table and you're trying to get some alignment on how you feel things have gone this year and where you feel like the biggest opportunities and threats might be going into next year. So we did the hugs, the kisses, the coffee. We then got a big sheet of paper and we dipped into a SWOT analysis and we started identifying where do we think our biggest strengths are? Where do we think our biggest weaknesses are? Now, the good news at this point is that we were all in agreement. We all felt that the same things were strong points and we could all see that there were things that we, you know, were doing or or not doing in a way that we could have been doing them a lot, lot better. So it is a really good idea if the people that you're doing your SWOT analysis with are in agreement, you know, about where the strengths and the weaknesses are and where the opportunities and threats lay. Now, I've had some ideas over the past couple of months about things that I really want to do in my business. And so I was sharing that with the team and really exploring why I was feeling those things and where I felt that, you know, we needed to take a few new turns in the business. And then we started to look at what the threats were, what what would be the things externally that might prevent us from being successful in that area. So a good old fashioned SWOT analysis. If you want to do some extra research, then I'd definitely recommend, you know, heading onto YouTube and just looking at some videos that explain a SWOT analysis in more detail. Okay, but it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And really, it's just a structured brainstorm. Just split your paper into four areas and just brainstorm away and then do a little bit of shortlisting, you know, of the things in each quadrant which feel like the most important. Because what you don't want to do when you're strategizing and planning your year is end up trying to plan to do everything. You do need to do an element of ranking and shortlisting to make sure that you don't burn yourself out and you don't head into the year setting yourself up for failure, you know, because you're trying to do too much in a short space of time. So after we did our SWOT analysis, I think there was more coffee came along (laughs) at this point. But then we went into really thinking about what do we want to achieve in 2022? So if you are going to go through this process, the first question I'm going to get you to answer for yourself is what is your income goal? What is that number, the magic number, the money that you would like to make? Now, for simplicity, I'm going to suggest at this point that we say that the income goal 
is the income into the business. So it's the revenue. Okay. Now there's a, there's a saying, isn't there, that revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. And yes, I absolutely agree with that statement. You do always have to be mindful of expenses and costs to make sure that you are left with profit in your business. However, you cannot achieve any profit if you don't bring in revenue. So let's start things off by saying, what is the revenue number for 2022? The income, the business income. What does that need to look like? So write down a number on your piece of paper. Now, it's really common at this point for people to look at that number and divide it by 12 and say that that is your average monthly turnover or look at that number and divide it by 52 and say, that's what I want to make per week. But that I don't believe is the right thing to do. Maybe if you've come from a corporate role, a nine to five role and you were paid a salary, you're used to thinking about your annual salary spread over 12 months in your pay slip or spread over 52 weeks so that you can work out on average what you earn per week. But when it's you planning and strategizing your business year, I don't think that is the best next step. What I would suggest is the best next step for you after you've set that income number is to think about capacity. Think about how many weeks of the year do I want to be working? Are there are there periods where I don't want to work at all? So for example, if you've got children, you might want to think about how many weeks of school holiday are there where I don't want to be overly committed in my business? You might want to say, well, actually, I don't want to work a Friday. So what does that mean for your capacity? So make some notes around your capacity. This is part of what I mean by an aligned strategy. You know, you could build an amazing strategy, but unless it's aligned with you and what you want and how you want to do your work and deliver your service, then it's not aligned. And really, by setting up a strategy that's not aligned, you're setting yourself up for a hard year. So step number two, after you've set your income, is to really look at your capacity and to block out any holidays. If you're going abroad, if you just want to take time out with a family at some particular point, if you've got kids, whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe you want to go on a spa break, you know, like maybe you want to just take time out. Once a quarter, you want to take a week out, for example. Think about that capacity, block out that time, okay? It's a good exercise actually to do this with a calendar beside you because that can really help you to zone in on some of those really important points in the year. So think about your capacity. The next thing that we did on my strategy day and the next thing I'm gonna suggest that you do is list out what are the products that I want to sell. So do I want to do a one-to-one -one service? Do I want to sell a group program? Do I want to launch a membership or a mastermind? Do I want to create some online courses? Do I want to build some passive income? Maybe sell some Canva template bundles or some, some other like low ticket, tiny offer type products. Make a list of all of the products that you would like to sell and beside them, you want to put down what is the price point that you want to sell them at. So it's a really good idea to get clear on your business model, on your value ladder. Call it whatever you will. Yeah, value ladder, product suite, service suite. Um, it's all the same thing. OK, you might hear it called different things in different places, but list out all the products and the prices that you would like to sell them at. OK, this is a really important point. Now, that, what that's given you is 
you know, all of the um, the products that feature in your sales plan. So now you've got an income goal, you understand your capacity, you know what you want to sell. Now you might need a calculator or if you are spreadsheet inclined, you might want to build yourself a little spreadsheet. Now what I'm going to suggest you do is what I call combinations. Come up with your product combinations. How many of your high ticket, how many of your one-to-one services do you want to sell at the price point that you're selling them at? And work out how much revenue is going to come in from, let's say your one-to-one is $5,000 and you want to sell 10 of them in the year. So you know that that's going to bring in 50,000. Yeah, if you wanted to bring in 20 of them, then that's going to bring in 100,000. So build that little set of calculations that gives you your product combinations until you reach the point where your income goal is met. So for example, if you have got your eye on the prize next year of a 100k business, you want to do that six figure mark and you want to sell your one to one at 5000, maybe you want to sell 10 of them and bring in 50,000. That means you know that you've got 50,000 left to account for, left to plan for. How is that 50,000 going to be done? It might be that you think, well, come March, I want to launch a membership and I'm going to sell that at X price, which leaves me Y revenue. So now what's left to make up your income goal? So you want to do this series of calculations, which gives you your combinations of products. How many of each product do you need to sell in order for the whole lot to add up to your income goal? Now, this is a really important part. Because that goes back to me saying, you know, don't just look at the income goal and divide it by 12. Because there might be things that you're not ready to sell until June, for example. So you can't just divide your income goal by 12 because one of the products isn't even going to be ready until month six. Yeah, there might be other things that you want to start selling in September. And so you need to think about how many can I sell in the time that I have available? So you come up with these little combination calculations to come back to the big income figure that you wrote down at the beginning. And we did all of this on my strategy day. We sat there with two big sheets of paper and we just did it the manual way. We didn't want to get into spreadsheets. We just did it the manual way, working out how are we going to deliver what we need to deliver. Okay. now the next bit is really, really important because once you've got those combinations and you know how many people you want to sell into your group coaching program, how many cohorts you would need to run in order to deliver that many. Yeah, how many one-to-ones you need to sell and on which months you want to sell them. How many power hours, how many online courses. When you know all those numbers, the next thing I'm going to suggest that you need to do is just sit back and compare the combinations with your capacity. Because if the number of um, services that you need to sell, when you look at your capacity, if it looks like there's a misalignment there, if it looks like you've got to sell so many of your product in order to hit the number that you're going to run out of capacity, then something's got to change. Yeah, you can't set yourself an income goal to deliver an unreasonable amount of services. It might be that the way around it is to put the price up. It might be the way around it is to play around with your income goal. It might be the way around it is to just sell more of them and sell that service more frequently throughout the year. 
So if any of you want to chat to me about this, you know, please reach out because I'm very aware that I'm trying to record a podcast episode for you talking about lots of numbers and calculations. I don't want to overwhelm you. So if you do find that you're left with some outstanding questions, please just reach out to me, you know, either by email, which you'll find in the um, episode notes here on the podcast, or, you know, just head over to my Instagram. My handle is at my sales mentor. Head over there, drop me a DM and, you know, I'll be happy to shed a little bit more light on this for you. Okay. So, You're comparing your combinations with your capacity and you're making sure that it makes sense. You're making sure that it's aligned. Okay. so at this point, you've got the what, but you haven't got the how. You've got the what income am I hoping to bring in? What products am I hoping to sell? What quantities of products am I hoping to sell? You've got the what, but you haven't got the how. You haven't got the How am I actually going to enroll 30 people on my group coaching program? How am I actually going to kick off a membership with 50 people in it from a standing start? You know, right now, how am I going to do that? So the next part of your strategizing is about your launch planning. How are you going to build your audience with enough of the right people in order to convert people into the programs that you're trying to sell? So it might be that you need to think about different ways of launching that align with the products and the ideal client that you are trying to attract. Now, for me, going into 2022, I have four ways that I think are going to be great ways to launch and invite people to work with you in 2022. And I'm going to give you like the headlines of each. I'm not going to go into loads of detail of each because what I plan to do for you is do some future episodes where I do go into detail about each of these launch strategies. But these are my favorite launch strategies right now. So the first one is to launch using a digital download. That could be a PDF, a checklist, or a much more thorough, you know, larger ebook. Yeah, you could launch using a digital download. And if you choose that style of launching, that would usually mean that, yes, you've got to design the digital download. You've got to design that asset, create that asset. You've then got to host that asset on a opt-in page. You've got to invite people to opt-in and give you their email address. And then the sale would often take place in an email sequence. So if you're somebody that doesn't particularly like doing sales calls or you don't particularly like selling on a live masterclass or, you know, selling in person, then this could be a great launch strategy for you. Okay, it's best for lower ticket items. I wouldn't suggest that you use a digital download launch for anything more than a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars in terms of the price point that you are asking your client to invest. Because for that amount of money, for upwards of a thousand dollars, your client is going to want more contact with you. They're going to need more from you if they're going to build that no like and trust. So I would say a digital download is great for anything up to a thousand dollars. If you're asking for more investment than that, then I would rethink the launch strategy. So digital download is one of my favorite ways for you to sell your lower ticket offers. Okay, so that's one way that you could launch. My second favorite way of launching is in a live event. So that could be depending on what, you know, what language you use, what word you use to describe it. For me, they're all very similar um, is a masterclass 
a webinar, a workshop. They are all you showing up live. There might be different structures, different ways to actually show up and deliver this. You could choose to do it across multiple days and do a boot camp style, you know, event or a challenge style event. But either way, that is you saying, I am going to launch live to my audience. Now, if you use a live launch and you are planning to launch a group program, launch a membership or a mastermind, then that is a great way to launch. Because when you build community in that way, the community that you build, I'm not talking about community as a noun, as the the thing, you know, the Facebook group. I'm talking about community as an emotion, as a feeling. When people feel that they are in community, they are much more likely to want to stay in that community. So if you are launching a group coaching program or a membership, you know, a group program, then launching as a group is a great way to do it because the group will want to stay together. You know, I think I've talked in a previous episode, haven't I, about FOMO. It's a real thing, you know, it's a real thing. If you launch to a group of 100 people and you say, I'm looking for 10 of you to come and join my group my group coaching program, there's a very good chance that they are going to discuss it together, that people are going to get into Messenger and say, are you in? If you're in, I'm in. And so, you know, FOMO is a real thing. Okay, so for that reason, well, not only that reason, but that's one of the reasons why a live launch for me is one of my favourite because I love building community. I love building that sense of camaraderie and banter and having a laugh with the girls. You know, like I love that. I love running a challenge. I love running a boot camp. I've actually got a four-day sales Kickstarter event coming up in January. So uh, if you want to get early news of that. Again, drop me a DM over on Instagram. But very similar concept. You know, it's just me. Four days I show up, I teach, I pour my heart and soul into that group. And of course, at the end of it, I invite people to come and work with me with an incredible offer. And the right people will and the wrong people won't. Now, that doesn't mean they're wrong forever. It just means that they're not ready right now, you know. So you need to remember that with your launches. Some people will be ready and some people won't. You don't need to use high pressure tactics. You just need to recognise that the people that are ready will move forward and the people that aren't, you just need to keep the door open, keep nurturing them, keep supporting them and one day they will become clients. Okay, so a live launch is my second favourite strategy to use in 2022. My third favourite is social selling. Now, I know that you've heard me talk about this before. Um, I did an episode about this. Social selling is how you can show up in a way that is so aligned to your ideal client, so on their level that your content, your language, your captions, everything about the way that you show up allows your ideal client to feel instantly connected to you so that the two of you can build a relationship together so that you can ask the right questions about the support that they're looking for at the time that they're ready to reach out for that support so that when they are ready, you become the absolute first choice supplier for that support. So social selling is an absolute skill set. It's not the same as selling. Social selling is different. Most of the time it's done on social media, as the name suggests, but it doesn't have to be. Um, So social selling is my third favourite. And then my fourth favourite is the most difficult. And I just want to caveat that before I tell you about it, because I don't want you thinking that this is my fourth favourite, because it's as easy as the other three options, because it isn't. 
So the final one that I'm going to share with you is what I would call selling from a pre-recorded event, which other people might call an evergreen funnel or a passive income funnel. Um, Passive always makes me laugh because there's nothing passive about passive income funnels. There is still a lot of work to be done. But this fourth way of launching that I know is going to work well in 2022 is where you would take the live event that you have mastered, that you know converts, that you know when you attract the right people and that they show up, you know that they take the action that you want them to take at the end of the masterclass, whether that is buy, apply or book a call, okay? They take the action that you invite them to take. When you know that a live masterclass, for example, a live masterclass converts, you can move into doing a pre-recorded one. And this is where you would host the live masterclass as a pre-recorded masterclass on a landing page with an email gateway. So people have to give you that email address before they get to watch the training. And at the end of the training, you invite them to either book a call with you to make the purchase or maybe to apply if, you, if you've got an application process. There's a lot of moving parts to a launch that looks like that. It does allow you to sell evergreen programs. Um, But I am not suggesting in any way, shape or form that you should run out there and start building this style of a launch without doing the live masterclass first. Okay, and again, happy to chat with you if you want to understand more about why. So I'm going to do you a future episode on each of these launch styles because there's so much to say to equip you with all the right skills and tools and mindsets to be able to succeed with each of these four launches. But for now, what I really want to encourage you to do is to set that income goal for 2022. Get clear on your capacity, get clear on your combinations, which products, how many products, sold to who, What does that need to look like for you to have your best year yet, working in the way that is the most aligned with your energy, your purpose, your mission, and the types of people that you really want to be working with? And then make sure that you consider, how am I going to sell each of those products? Am I going to use a digital download, a live masterclass, a pre-recorded masterclass, or am I going to absolutely master social selling. And the other thing that you need to do is bookmark this podcast. Make sure that you've subscribed. If you've enjoyed it, I mean, I would love you to leave me a review, but at the very least, make sure that you've subscribed so that when I do those extra episodes on each of these launch styles, that you'll get alerted to the fact that those podcasts are now out there for you to listen to. Okay, so I hope that this has been really useful. I'm so, so excited for 2022. I think it's all to play for, you know, it's all out there for us. What we've got to do is step into that power, step into that personal power that we all have, the thing that makes us brilliant, the thing that makes us unique. Embrace that and then set yourself up to win by creating a plan that is aligned to you. So I will see you in the next episode. Really hope that you're enjoying the podcast. As I've said throughout the episode, I love to hear from you. So if you do have a couple of minutes to spare, head to my Instagram and just say hi. Just say, Rachel, I've been listening to the podcast. You know, I've been enjoying it or actually, Rachel, step up your game. (laughs) But whatever it is that you have got to share with me, I'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. So I'll see you in the next episode.
So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there. 